Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. I see, it's not my show anymore. It's Steve Zaki's show. But, man, every time I hear this music, Lowrider, and I'm the only one that thinks this, I think of the George Lopez sitcom when it was on. I love that show. It's all gone, though. I just have to watch reruns on, like, Nickelodeon or something. Uh, it's Steve Sparky Fiber with you. We're out here at the Napa Auto Parts store, Highway 100 and Layden. Come on now, the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association, a car care fair. We do it every single year. Uh, and every year it just gets bigger and bigger. The free oil changes, y'all blew that. I told you to be out here at 9 o'clock or so. Those are all long gone. So you're not going to get one of those. But you can still come out here and get a free vehicle inspection. Here's some rattling noise in the car. Check engine lights on. Some issues with your window or whatever. You want to see how much it's going to cost to get fixed. Whatever. Come on out here. Take advantage of that. Plus, if you haven't had lunch yet, free Topper's Pizza out here. And they've got boxes and boxes and boxes of pizza still. Come on out here. Take advantage of that. Topper sticks too. Chance to win a set of hand-cooked tires. Uh, if you need some new tires, why not come out here, sign up, and see if you can win them. Out here again at the Napa Auto Parts Store, Highway 100 and Layden uh, in Greenfield. Out here till 2 o'clock. All right, so joining us now are a couple of guests uh, out here. Uh, first off uh, and foremost, Tom Mensing, the guy who runs the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association, uh, is out here. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Sparky? Doing good. How's bowling? Yeah, so-so. So what does that mean? What are uh, you averaging? Well, one... Uh, I only bowled one week in 231 or something. Beginner's luck. Uh, Beginner's luck, my butt. (laughs) God bowls a lot. Ain't no beginner's luck to that. Uh, Also out here, uh, a guy that uh, uh, I'm guessing Jonathan Lucroy knows and Bill Michaels and everybody else knows. uh, uh, He is Kent. And, Kent, you're out here uh, accepting a check, right, for the Stars and Stripes Honor Flight? Yes. Yes, $3,600 check from, uh, from several of the sponsors out here. Everybody pitched in. And uh, that's going to allow us to fly about seven or eight vets uh, to Washington, D.C. to see the memorial. So That's awesome. Thank you very much. I mean, this is a, thanks for the support from everybody. It's been fantastic. How did you get involved uh, with this? Uh, I'd heard about it for quite some time and was instant. I'm a veteran myself. And uh, the program and everything I heard about was just unbelievable. Uh, a friend of mine who is Karen uh, Alkley, who is the PR director uh, for Stars and Stripes, uh, ran into her one day, mentioned a tour, and Next thing you know, I was uh, I had an application in my hand, and <laughs> <laughs> it went that quickly. Went that quickly, and uh, I was asked to be on the board last year. And oh, uh, wow! I really appreciate uh, the involvement and just the the honor to be able to serve these veterans. I mean, it's unbelievable. The one thing that that I'm really happy about is how well people take to this um, with veterans and so forth. You know, you go to a baseball game, and if a veteran comes out or anybody in the military comes out, everybody automatically stands up. Um, and, and collapse. And I, I don't know if that necessarily was the case all the time in this country. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Uh, but it is now, and that's got to make you feel good, too. It really does. You know, I, I never knew much about, we all know about World War II. Sure. Uh, but, you know, they talk about the Korean War being the Forgotten War. 
and I didn't know much about it. And uh, as I've gotten involved in this, and we're flying a lot of Korean vets now, not very many World War II, just because there aren't that many of them around. But um, as I've gotten to learn more about the, the uh, Korean conflict, uh, it's amazing. We lost 50,000 men and women in a three-year period. We did the same thing, about 50,000 men and women in Vietnam, but that was over a 10-year period. Uh, we had the opportunity to talk to a number of these gentlemen and ladies this, this February. We had a book reading. And I was talking to one, and he, he was telling me that when they came home, they were told not to wear their uniforms. Uh, people were actually spitting on the vets. I had no idea that they were treated that, that way. That is insane. Uh, and I've learned a lot about the Korean War. It's, un it's amazing what these men and women went through and what they, what they did. These World War II vets, incredible to think that they literally saved the world. All right. Um, 18, 19 years old. The things they were asked to do, the conditions they were under, it's just just amazing. It really is. What kind of support have you gotten from, um, I don't want to say celebrities, but like pro athletes and stuff? We know Jonathan Lucre was very uh, obviously involved in this when he was here with the Brewers. Have you had any other uh, people involved that people would know by listening on the radio their name? Well, Bill Michaels is a big supporter of course. Of yeah, okay. he's our midday he's show host. Midday yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Bill's a real big supporter. Yep. Jonathan Lucroy obviously was a very big supporter. We're hoping, we're hoping that he's going to still be able to find some way to support us in, in the future. Uh, so we're, we're certainly going to be looking for some other big-name celebrity type that can help uh, elevate the, the presence of it and stuff. Where is, because I'm ignorant on this, wh wh where is the base hub of this whole thing? It's not just a Milwaukee thing, is it, or is it just a Milwaukee thing? No, the national organization is actually in Washington uh, on her flight. Um, so is there, like, a hub for him in Texas if he wanted to get involved or no? We have... There are about 130-some hubs around the country. There you go. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Uh, Milwaukee, we have five five in, in Wisconsin. Uh, Milwaukee is the most active. We flew we flew more veterans last year than any other hub in the country. We flew 758 veterans, World War II and Korean veterans. Um, so, yeah, some of the hubs are flying Vietnam vets. We haven't started doing that yet. We probably will in the, at some point sure. in the future here. We're still working on Korean in World War II. Uh, we've been told that there are about 25,000 Korean veterans in Wisconsin. We can't find them. They don't seem to be coming out for it for whatever reason. So whatever you can do to help support us and get them signed up, that'd be fantastic. Quick, I want to come back to you for a second, Ken, but first time, you guys have done stuff in the past. You guys did the car giveaway. We did the car um, giveaway a to a vet last year. We right. also gave to American Legion last year. We gave yep. them $4,000. Um, we given to the Honor Flight three years ago also. Right. This is our second time with them. Um, as you know, every year we try and pick someone else, um, some other charitable event. We try to stick with um, the armed forces because, one, they're very dear to our heart, and uh, we wouldn't be here without them. I totally agree with you 100%. So, Get back to you, Kit. So, because most of us will never go on an honor flight, obviously. Can you explain what happens? Like, what's the day of how an honor flight goes for these veterans? What do they go through? Be happy to. It's an amazing day. Uh, our veterans arrive at the airport about 5.30 in the morning, get their lanyards, get their boarding passes, all that kind of stuff. They go through a gauntlet of uh, veterans uh, saluting them and stuff. Uh, then we have, get their photos taken. They go. They have breakfast. Uh, from there we get on. We have some other people singing the national anthem and stuff to them. We get on the plane. Uh, it's about an hour and a half flight to D.C. We get there. We, we visit the World War II Memorial. We visit the Korean, uh, the Vietnam. Uh, usually we try to get the, uh, the FDR Memorial, the Roosevelt Memorial. Yep. Uh, we always make a stop at uh, Arlington for the changing of the guard. Yep. Uh, it's an amazing day. I mean, it's, it's just an absolutely amazing day. We try to take a guardian for every veteran we, we, we go with. 
usually uh, the guardian is a family member or friend, you know, son, daughter, grandson, granddaughter, sure. niece, or nephew, whatever the case is, which makes it just that much more memorable for the, for the veteran. And then the return flight, we do some other things. We have a mail call form that uh, we get, just like in the service, I get mail from family, friends, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's cool. And then when we get back, we have a, a unbelievable homecoming. We have active military meeting them in the, in the, as they get off the plane. Uh, down past TSA, we've got the uh, Milwaukee police and fire uh, bagpipe and drum corps down there for us. We have cheerleaders. We have band. Good for and you. And then we have a few thousand people on the main terminal greeting them. So, so this thing starts at 5.30 in the morning for these guys yep. and women. Uh, what, when does it end? What time are they walking out of the airport and headed home? Typically the flight is scheduled to be back about 8 o'clock. It probably takes us a half hour, 45 Ooh. minutes to get them off the plane, get everything arranged, and get out. So by the time they're all done, it's probably 9, 9.30 at night. That is um, a long day, It's boy. a long day. So, but it's a it's an unbelievable day. Yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Wow, good job, Catman. Thanks so much. Nice to meet you. All right, thank you. And uh, I'm glad uh, we can help out here. Thirty six hundred dollar check again, uh, given to uh, the Stars and Stripes Honor Flight. Uh, and uh, you guys do great things. Obviously, Bill Michaels loves y'all. We love you, and all the other shows. Even though we don't do as much maybe with you as Bill does. So, thanks so much for your for everything you guys do. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. You betcha, Tom Menting. You know my love for you, man. You've been uh, doing it, doing it for a long time, and. Uh, Tell everybody how they can come meet Tom Menting in person. Well, I am the owner of South Milwaukee Car Care Center, um, just one of the seven car care centers that are involved in, with this. And you can go to our website if you'd like to join one of us. Uh, it's at www.milwcar.com. You almost forgot, didn't you? I was thinking about something I was sitting there going, I got you, Tommy. You forget, but you got it. You figured it out. Good job. I had to think of a jingle. Yeah, that's all right. That's <laughs> <laughs> they got the jingle. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so we'll take a quick time out. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll continue on. Tom, thanks so much, man. Appreciate Thank you. It. You betcha. It is Sparky's Final Inspection presented to you by uh, the Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove and the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Up next, Tony DeZino from NBC Sports. Where is Tony DeZino? He is in Road Atlanta this weekend. It's got to be warmer there than it is here, I would imagine. It has to be. We'll talk to him next here on The Fan. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Final Inspection for one day. Back to Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Uh, hosting again uh, next week uh, for the next couple of months uh, as they get closer to Thanksgiving, wrap this thing up. Dover is the race. We'll make our predictions coming up uh, at the end of the show like we did back in the day. Do you still do that? Yeah. Make your predictions at the end? Same yeah. thing? Good. So we'll do that uh, coming up out here at the uh, Napa Auto Parts store. Highway 100 and laid in right between McDonald's and Walgreens in front of Walmart. Free vehicle inspections going on. A chance to win a set of hand-cooked tires as well. Free Topper's Pizza in Topper Sticks until 2 o'clock while we're out here. Again, if you have something going on with your car, check engine light on, got some weird noise, maybe you have an issue with a window or something else in your car, you want somebody to look at it and give you an idea of how much of the cost to get fixed, that's what they're here for. Come on out here, uh, take advantage of that, plus get some free pizza while you're out here, too. Again, out here till 2 o'clock, Napa Auto Parts or Highway 100, uh, and late in between McDonald's and Walgreens. Steve Zaki joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline is Tony DeZino from NBC Sports Network. Tony, where are you at this weekend? Yeah, so you guys are at Napa Sparky, and I am at Road Atlanta for Petit Le Mans, the last IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship round of the season. 
Okay, so I, I saw something earlier on Twitter, and I'd love to tell you that I knew exactly who this person was, but I don't. I have no idea. And you made some joke about him coming into pit 32 minutes in, or whatever the case may be, trying to be like his number in, I'm assuming, another series. Can you explain exactly who you're talking about and what you're talking about? Yeah, and that was a very, very obscure joke. Um, there's an Indi- a driver who was in IndyCar last year, Stefano Coletti. He had a lot of spins and accidents, and he ordinarily the pit stop time is about 40 or 50 minutes, but he was in a 32. The series he competes in Europe, he's number 32. But uh, um, he's really not the story this weekend. We just actually had a, a slightly more historic moment in the last couple minutes just occur with uh, one of the champions crowned today. It's the last, uh, last race of the season. And uh, we actually just had a, a female driver, Christina Nielsen, win, win a championship in her class, um, which is a couple years' worth of building and development. And uh, it's big news. So that's the first kind of big news of the day from here. And uh, we're still six and a half hours, roughly, uh, to go in a 10-hour race. Wait, wait, hold on. I, I was going to let Zaki talk, but I'm interrupting. What in the world do you do as a writer for that entire time? Like, do they give you nap time? No, you're you're paying attention the whole time. I mean, you're either following strategies, you're following the timing of scoring, those are different classes, there's four classes, or you're, as I was just doing prior to this, walking the track and getting a sense of the atmosphere. The the crowd here is, is fantastic. Uh, there's an, a huge number of campsites around the, the ground. I mean, there's, you know, people as far as the eye can see the weather, which it poured here last year and it ran the whole race in the rain is now perfect. Uh, it's about mid, mid to high seventies. So you're not at your computer the whole time. You're kind of bouncing around because, you know, if you're staring for that long, it, it gets old fast. So you kind of got to splice it up in chunks, you know, two hours here, one hour here, two hours here and, and so forth. And then it really heats up in the last two to three hours. How many people are there to actually stick this whole thing out? Oh, geez. I mean, I could say that this race probably could bring in, I don't know, 70,000, 80,000 people for a weekend. I mean, Sebring, which is a similar race to this, a 12-hour back in March, they usually pull down about 120,000 for the weekend. So it's a 2.2-mile track, and, you know, a lot of families come out. They camp. They're all around the grounds. You've got great, you know, Ferraris, BMWs, Porsches, Corvettes. I mean, there's there's no shortage of uh, of cars, variety, and diversity here. I mean, it's not it's not entirely mainstream, but it's definitely you know within the paddock. This is its 19th year. Uh, it's really well established, and it's uh, it's a great thing in the Atlanta market for for end of the year to wrap up the uh, the sports car season. Well, one of the shoes have dropped in uh, IndyCar racing when uh, Ed Carpenter Racing. Bye bye. Bye-bye, Joseph Newgarden. Bye-bye. And they said, uh, we're, we're kind of letting them go. So I know Tony and I talked about this last week about uh, Ed Carpenter Racing, I guess, had a, a right of first refusal. So something tells me that, that the number that we're looking at was out of their price range. Is that correct? I think so. I mean, you know, it was, it was interesting. I, I remember when Simon Pagano got confirmed at, at Team Penske was right around the same time two years ago. It was September 29th of, of 2014. And so on September 28th is when Newgarden and, and Ed Carpenter's run, deal ran out. It's September 29th. There's the press release in the inbox from, from Ed Carpenter Racing saying, oh, yeah, Joseph's done. He's out. And uh, I think that was kind of the, the hey, we know we're going to lose him, so we're at least going to own that news. And, and they were first ones to put that out. We all kind of knew it was coming. It was just a question of, of how it would get disseminated. So, uh, so that's what happened there. So then I, I see you stalking Twitter accounts. Uh, and what did we learn yeah. by stalking Twitter accounts? 
Sparky, I've got to tell you, God bless the activity section in TweetDeck because every account that you follow, it, whatever they do, it shows up in that in that column. And so I'm just, you know, I'm just perusing and keeping track of qualifying and, and what's going on on site here. And then I see to the right, I'm, I see Team Penske followed Joseph Newgard, and I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> that isn't a dead giveaway. I don't know what is. So. Screen, screen, screen caps live forever in this business. So you do one, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be the one to put that out there. So that's humorous. And, uh, yeah, to chuckle when, when that happened. But, uh, you know, it, it's the case where I think we're all kind of expecting it to happen. We're just, again, it's like with the Ed Carpenter thing. We're just questioning when it's going to happen. And uh, I would imagine probably early next week would make sense. Uh, once we're out of the weekend and, and kind of back to a standard week, it could, could be as early as it goes. Now, is there? am I still hearing rumors about uh, Rossi possibly going to Penske also? I th- might just be posturing by Tim Sendrick. I mean, they're not going to ever outright say we're, okay. we've narrowed it to one candidate or, you know, I mean, they even said Montoya was still in play too. But, uh, you know, I've heard Montoya is rumored elsewhere for at least two other teams. So um, as far as I'm as far as far I'm aware, he's out, and it's between one of those two. But it's very, very highly likely to be Newgarden without them actually outright saying it. And I, and I went to go creep on a little bit more on Fenske's following account to see if they could follow Rossi. I couldn't find it in the recent follows. So um, either either I missed it or they haven't or they haven't gone that route yet. There you go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. walks away. Montoya into the 88. See? There you go. We figured it out. You know, NASCAR needs somebody big, man. I mean, we've lost Jeff, you know, Jeff Gordon being back in, Stewart retiring at the end of the year, Dale Jr. being out there. There you go. Juan Montoya makes NASCAR comeback. You heard it here first. Roll out from the Napa Auto Parts Is, Center. Right, exactly right. But I, I, I have a curious question for you. So we know NASCAR is not a worldwide sport, right? We know it's, it's pretty much U.S.-based, maybe a little Mexico, a little yep. Canada. But for the most part, it's just here. Okay. If, because I agree with Tony, they're losing big name after big name right now. And if Junior can't get over this concussion thing and he walks away, that's, what, 80 to 90% of your fan base gone. So, oh, is there... Absolutely huge. Huge. Yeah. huge. So, is there a, a driver that you could pay a boatload to to leave Formula One that could bring you more worldwide followers? Man, the the only one I would I would say would be Lewis Hamilton because he's become so much more than a driver, and we've talked about this before. I mean, he's become a celebrity, you know, where he's just you see him in not the tabloids, but you see him in New York all the time. You see him in you know, high fashion. He's doing all these things that are offset, and you question, hey, is his motivation still there? But um, in terms of worldwide cachet, I mean, the, the amount of money he commands, I mean, he's probably a, like a global level superstar that's not as well known here. Brazil Jr. within the U.S. sphere is known by so much of the, the fan base. But, you know, it's a case where, you know, if he goes, and it's not necessarily a guarantee that he'll be back in 2017, uh, I don't know who NASCAR has next man up that, that is that big to, to fill it. What's, what's, a, what's the hottest rumor going around right now? Anywhere. Tony DeZeno to ESPN. That was the one I heard. Yeah, I can categorically confirm that's not happening. So I can, <laughs> I can, I can shoot that one down. Um, um, I, I can guarantee with 100% certainty I will be blamed for something this weekend here at Road Atlanta. Usually it's bad weather, but uh, with it being perfect weather, that's it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, the IndyCar silly season is pretty hot. There's there's so much going on there. Uh, but but otherwise, I mean, in terms of shock, hot rumors, you know, maybe Marquette wins. The, maybe Marquette wins and makes it to the Elite Eight. That'd be a shocker because that there's no way it's happening. But that would be a huge be a huge shock if it was. 
I got it. Got to throw. And the Delta and the Delta wing was uh, grandfathered for one more race. What, uh, 24 hours of Daytona then, or that's it, or what? So that was so that was a shock. So at this event on Wednesday night at, at Dr. Panos's museum, Panos is the dude that practically helped save sports car racing in this country about 20 years ago. He's had the Delta wing. It's weird. It's goofy. It looks odd, but it's been, you know, a long-standing polarizing car for four years, you know, lightweight prototype. And he goes out and says, we're going to run this car at the Rolex 24 at Daytona next year. And everyone in the room just, like, kind of nervously applauds, like, oh, great. How was this supposed to happen? Because the car doesn't fit in the, the next year right. regulations for cars that can compete. So uh, they've given it a one-race day, so it can they, can they have to now do the prep work to get the crew and car and tires all assembled for that. Um, where, where it's at now is this was supposed to be a send-off, and, and now it's got one more. So, uh, you know, the, the crazy thing that is that car that, that's been an outside-the-box prototype was on for at least one more race. Go ahead. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Tony, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We're running a little late here, but we appreciate you coming on, and we'll hopefully we can talk next week. Yeah, sounds good. That's uh, that very much rapid fire here at Road Atlanta, where you hear loud, <laughs> lots of noise in the background from cars and rumors and hot takes and uh, one categorical denial on the record. There you go. All right, I'll see you on ESPN next weekend. All right, be good. There he is. <laughs> Tony DeZito from NBC Sports Network on the great Midwest Bank Hotline. After 80 years of helping Wisconsin homeowners, Great Midwest Bank knows a thing or two about helping you buy, build, refinance, or renovate. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. They're ready when you are. All right, uh, coming up next, I know he's ready to go, Matt Regatius, uh, old producer. Mr. Mom. Uh, of the fan, now a stay-at-home dad of uh, two kids. They just had a, a, a their second child after we had Jackson, our, our child, so... We'll talk with him and uh, see what he wants to chat about. I'm assuming it'll be IndyCar because he is in Indiana after all. He is. So I'm guessing that's where we're going next. We'll talk about that straight ahead here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan live from the Napa Auto Parts Store, Highway 100, and Lady Gunnel Beard at 2 o'clock. Free vehicle inspections, a chance to win a set of hand-cooked tires, and free toppers, pizza and topper sticks as well. So pizza love for you. Out here to 2 on the fan. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan. Now, this is a good song. This is, this, here, this is a good song. Good job, Zaki. I like this. Did you pick this song out? Yes, I did. Good. Yeah, I like this song a lot. Uh, all right. Uh, a little old school today. We tried to get Summer on in the first hour. And, of course, she didn't answer her phone. Uh, so they went her one opportunity to be on the show this year. Tim Allen joined us, however, earlier in the show. We did some fantasy racing with him. Roy Henning from Great Lakes Dragaway came on. Uh, talked to him. Of course, uh, Tom Menting was on. Uh, Kent, uh, who was with Stars and Stripes Honor Flight, they were uh, given a check of $3,600 today from the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. So that was a very cool deal. Uh, and then we just had Tony Dezino on from NBC Sports Network. We saved the best for last. Uh, he is a fantasy football mastermind. Matt Regatius joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Regatius, I got to tell you, man, I talked to you the other day when uh, I wanted to get you on the show since I was coming back, and uh, you told me that you just made a fantasy football trade earlier that day with Joe Zanzola from the Bill Michaels Show. And I said, oh, oh that's good. Oh, I missed this one. You, you missed this trade? I missed this oh, trade. Oh, okay, now this was a couple days ago. Go ahead. Lay it on Steve Zaki and those listening, the trade you made with Joe Zanzola. Well, see, I'm a super genius here because you are. Radio Joe drafted Jordan Howard, running back for the Bears, yep. and 
dropped him after week one. He had some injury issues. And because I know Jordan Howard, he's an Indiana Hoosier, just like myself. <laughs> there was no way I was going to let him sit there. I know what he can bring to the table. Pick him up. But he's fourth on my depth chart. I got, I got running back. So Radio Joe comes to me and offers me a deal. Because hey, he has no running me. backs, right? He got nothing. I mean, he, he has – I don't think there's anything going on in his running backs right now. So he offers me. He'll take Jordan Howard off my hands and get back the guy he drafted. And I get Josh Gordon. See, Josh Gordon, he's coming back in a week. What a deal. This is a bargain. I make the deal. I literally I, – I, I woke up the, the next morning after making the deal and – Calling my parents, called my dad. He's been playing fantasy football since the 70s. He's, he's an old school guy. I wanted to tell him, ah, this is a pretty cool deal I made. Start to tell him, he goes, You haven't watched ESPN yet today, have you? <laughs> Turn it on. Whoops. <laughs> so, I yeah. will tell you this. Abrogation, I will tell you how this is awesome. So, they make the trade. Literally, Josh Gordon decides, I got done with football for a time while I'm going away. Joseph Zola goes to me, he goes, I don't know what to do. I feel horrible. I think we should maybe undo the deal. I'm like, you're going to what? He goes, I just feel horrible for Regatia. So, you know, it's no fair. I mean, we didn't know this was going to happen. Maybe we should just undo the deal because I just feel horrible about this. He goes, it's only you are not undoing a deal. No. He got screwed. That's it. It's fantasy football. Well, it's what happens. That, I, I always love having you in my corner. That's, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's Radio Joe. Such a nice he guy. Is. You know, He is so nice. And he felt so so bad for Regatius. Oh, my God. I thought he was just going to lose his mind. He felt so bad for you, Regatius. So that was – He was... actually reached out to me and, and, and said so as well. And I thought, hey, you know, you know hey, I you know what you're expecting. Josh Gordon, you know what the risks are. You, you, you know that their possibility. I didn't think it was going to happen quite that fast, uh, you know. And let me just say, you know, fancy football, fancy football, I'm glad Josh Gordon's doing the right thing he, you know, and getting himself into rehab, and I hope he gets himself right. That's more important than anything oh. fancy football related. But, yeah. It don't was, cut it was, him. It was a brutal day. Regatius, don't cut him. Don't cut him? Cause Cause I, I, don't cut him, because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Let me see if I can be Nostradamus on this one. He's going to go, he's going to get better, and he's going to sign with the Patriots and have a monster second half with Brady. Watch. All right, I, I'll hang on to him under under. Sparky's orders. I, I will do that. This is this is a total Patriots move in the second half of the year to put him over the top. You watch. But come out and be a role model citizen. And Amendola will be hurt for his up, 16th time. With his 100th concussion. Yeah. He should retire, too, uh, and be done. All right, let's talk about the uh, IndyCar season a, a little bit, uh, Regatius. Uh, things that surprised you, things that disappointed you. You know, uh, I guess if, if there was a surprise, any big surprise, anyone would agree it's the way the Indy 500 came to a finish there, I don't think anybody saw that ending necessarily, but the, the last guy people expected to win the thing. But, you know, credit to Rossi and credit to the racing ran and the, and the fuel strategy. That was, you know, otherwise, I don't think it was a lot of surprises in this IndyCar season. I think people expected Pagano to have a good year. I think, you know, you, you had to look at him coming into the season and think, this is a guy who he's probably due. He, you know, he's been slowly building his way up in the series. And, and you know, I, he was the guy I thought coming into the season was going to win a title. Doesn't really surprise me that he did. So, so surprises, you know, I wish I would have liked maybe seen a little bit more, maybe something you know, a little bit crazy here and there. I, I think that things kind of ran the way they did. A little surprised uh, that, you know, last week the news about them switching away from the uh, Veradero kit, which is uh, an interesting move, I think. Well, it's a cost savings uh, 
you know, and and there, there's two reasons why they're doing it: cost savings, and then it's also a plus for a third manufacturer to come into the series because there's been, I guess, talks with three other manufacturers. Who? I'm assuming Ford's ne- been in the rumor mill forever. Ford and probably Nissan, and there's always been this Hyundai one in the background, floating around. But this is by removing that component, it cuts the development time and costs in half. They need to go get them Ferrari, Mercedes. No. Go get you no. one of the Formula One manufacturers. Even when Mercedes was involved, it was just a badging. Yeah. Well, no, and the money. I mean, they're spending so much in F1. Why would you spend an extra 10, 15% in IndyCar? I mean, they're they're there to run Formula One. Formula One is boss, and uh, the powers to be in Formula One don't want don't want those guys running uh, in, in IndyCar. There's nothing to gain in, in, in that. Yeah, there's no sense in splitting your budget. And I agree with Steve on that. And I think this is good for the sport in the long run because when you know when you look at it, you know when do you have excitement about a new arrow kit when it gets announced and then the majority of fans most people don't even they forget about it for the rest of the, uh, of the next couple of years i mean it, it it becomes background noise you know what this does create is you're going to see i don't know how drastic but you're going to see a different indy car in 2018 that's going to create a moment that's going to be something to build some excitement you know at that time and again then it'll go away and just become part of the racing but at least you do get a moment there how big is Joseph Newgarden going to get? Looks like he is going to sign with with Penske Racing. I mean, how how big can he be in the sports landscape? You know, he's got the personality and he's got talent. He, he's just he's never quite put everything together. To me, he's he's kind of uh, James Hinchcliffe light. He's you know he's kind of in the same mold, same charisma, uh, same ability to drive and, and be good, but who hasn't quite broken through. Hinchcliffe has broken through better. Than, than Newgarden has, I think, but uh, I, I think he's the next one down the pipeline. How is he? Th- I mean, with Hinchcliffe being on Dancing with the Stars, do you think he's going to get the same kind of role that Elio got? I mean, the, he's not going to win it because what's her name? The gymnast is going to win it probably this year. Right. But he, there's no reason why he can't be in that top three. I mean, is how is Here's is IndyCar going to get a bounce off this? Stars though. I watched the first one. Well, uh, like, it was a big, big deal. When when Alio was on, it was a top five TV show. It was one of the biggest shows on television. I don't think it's got nearly the, the same cachet that it used to have. I think people are watching other things. I, you know, people are watching, you know, The Voice or, you know, whatever else, you know, reality show pops up. I rarely hear about dancing with the quote-unquote stars, and I think that that's the other thing about that show is, is the the level of celebrity has gone down a lot on it over the last few years. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it has nearly the same impact because I don't think the show has the same impact anymore. One of the reasons why they're doing it this weekend is because they're such good at marketing. We have Red Bull racing, Red Bull airplanes racing at the Speedway down there, and they're bringing in like 10 or $15 million worth of advertising. Is there What kind of buzz are you getting down there from that? You know, there, I, there's been some TV commercials. You know, I, the, the its existence is known, but honestly, outside of you know a little bit of TV, nobody's talking about it. I put it that I, I don't. It's not. It's not being driven as conversation. It's not something that you know people are looking at as a thing to do. I did think. I did think I saw a thing. You know, morning news yesterday. You know, you know things to do coming up in Indy, and and, and they did a little blurb on it. But but it it, it hasn't been. 
uh, as big as they'd probably like it to be. Mm-hmm. Matt, I have one more question for you. It was brought oh, up by it. our guy out here out at the Napa Auto Parts store. He said they should put Danica in the 88 car if Junior goes away. He's a big Toyota Kyle Busch fan. Uh, and thinks Danica could get the job done in the 88 car. My question to you is how much better would Danica be in the Cup Series if she had Junior or Jimmy Johnson's equipment? Well, I mean, of course it's going to be better. Equipment, equipment matters. But she's not going to be Junior or, or, or Jimmy. I mean, she's, she's not that good a driver. She's a good driver. She's, I, I, you know, I've, I've thought it from day one that she went to NASCAR that she probably was over her head. I honestly think if Danica was still in IndyCar right now, she would be a middle-of-the-pack driver. IndyCar has gotten so much better. The talent level has increased so much, even in the short amount of time that she's been out of the series. You know what it reminds me of a little bit? Is Sam Hornish Jr., who was the star of IndyCar for years and years yep. and years, and, and everybody loved him. And he went to NASCAR, and you know he wasn't having a lot of success. And some people thought, well, gee, maybe maybe he'll come back to IndyCar. There was no way because he was outclassed. By the time that that he was, that maybe he had run his course in NASCAR, there was okay. no doubt he wasn't right. good enough for, for IndyCar anymore. Fine. So then, Zaki, if that's the case, then was Sebastian Bourdais never as good as we thought Sebastian Bourdais was? No, Sebastian Bourdais had a couple of things going for him. He was in the number one car in that series. Yep. He's an excellent, excellent driver. And when we've seen him in other series, let's say Le Mans, when he raced with the Peugeot team, and he's always been well. Now, he did have a four-way in, in Formula One, but it wasn't with a top team. That's horrible. So, you know, yeah, is he... Was is he one of the greatest drivers of all time because he won four championships in a row? No. Oh, but I'm going back to the Hornish because that, that's the same type of deal. Right. Though. Hornish was dominated when he was doing his thing. Bourdais was dominated when he was doing his thing. And now that everybody's back together again, now neither one of them are. And as even good as after thought. they join him, what 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 Matt is saying, I totally agree with them. It, top to bottom, this is as strong as IndyCar has been, and I can't remember. Yeah, and I agree 100. percent Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, what are you and the kids doing today? Oh, always pleasure. We're just, uh, we're, you know what? Right now, both kids are napping. It's like finding a unicorn when both oh, kids that's, are napping. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, naps. We don't get naps anymore in our house. Uh, okay, Matt, uh, thanks so much, man. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Sounds good, man. Take it easy. There he is, Matt Regatius on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. After 80 years of helping Wisconsin homeowners, Great Midwest Bank knows a thing or two about helping you buy, build, refinance, or renovate. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com. They're ready when you are. All right, back after this, we'll make our predictions for Dover straight ahead on the fan. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zaki. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, the fan. All right, Zaki, here's your prediction for Dover. Uh, you know what? I think I got switched over. I'm going to go with uh, Kevin Harvick. And I will take Jimmy Johnson in an easy win at Dover. That'll Ooh. do it for Sparky's Final Inspection. Enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.